if you're trying to scale, first reverse engineer your end goal. You've gone from like filming bands to weddings to real estate, like now diving deeper in commercials. It's like you've really like jumped around to find what areas of filmmaking that you are really most excited about. And I think that's key too, is like, you know, diversifying the art form. Because my main thing was like, I don't want to be back in that cubicle. I want to have a place where I can come to work. And if I want to stay here until midnight, I can, and I'll be comfortable and I'll feel excited to be here. How far are you willing to go to figure things out? How much are you willing to learn? And like, how much effort are you willing to put in? And you're doing it day in, day out, because again, it's that, it's that passion of a profit, but it's also profit came because of the passion. Welcome back to the Films We Make podcast. This week, we're joined with Cameron Stewart from CDS Visuals to talk about his filmmaking journey from shooting bands to weddings to real estate to now having his own commercial production studio. We're talking about his journey and how he was able to scale his business and diversify so that he could leave that cubicle and become a successful entrepreneur. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode. Well, welcome, Cam, to the Films We Make podcast. Super appreciative of you taking the time today and hanging out with us. So uh, just for anyone listening, let's go ahead and dive right into, you know, who and what is CDS Visuals? Yeah, man. I uh, super appreciate you having me on. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how we even got introduced and stuff, you know. You're the man that shot our wedding. So super glad that we were able to you know, connect there. But yeah, CDS Visuals is, we're a video strategy focused video production uh, company. So we really focus on partnering up with companies that are trying to solve pain points in their business. And then we provide strategies using video ads, you name it, to be able to help them solve those problems. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you mentioned uh, just a little backstory on how me and Cam got connected. So I did film your wedding, but that's like not the first time we got connected um, I believe it's like was back in 2015, maybe I had actually quit my dad's company and mm -hmm. this guy took my spot at my dad's company. And, uh, so that's kind of how we like got familiar with each other. Um, and then like a couple years went by, I didn't hear much, but then, um, you started posting more on social media and I saw that you were, you were getting into uh, video production and I was like, Oh, that's really awesome. And so I kind of like follow along your journey and you were doing a lot of big things and, uh, traveling with some pretty cool musicians and, um, you know, capturing some, some really awesome lifestyle and, uh, even like college sorority videos. I remember oh seeing gosh. those back in the day, dude, those mm -hmm. were really cool. Um, so I know I kind of told a little bit of how you got started in filmmaking, but I don't really know the full story of how mm -hmm. you got started in the the realm of, of filmmaking. So yeah, I'd love to hear more about that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to really pinpoint, right? Because I've always been interested in, interested in the creative field ever since I was younger. I mean, growing up, I've always been just obsessed with making videos, whether that be from skateboarding to playing Call of Duty and putting together the worst Call of Duty montages known to man <laughs> to then uh, kind of just following my passion of like EDM music and how do I bring the two together. So I'd say probably the earliest point that I could remember is after graduating college, I moved, I uh, went to UNCG in Greensboro, North Carolina, and then moved to Charlotte for my first job at a 
um, digital marketing company. And it was probably the most corporate you could get. There was like 300 something people on a single floor, all in cubicles, all gray, no color, very little windows and the worst place for someone that was in the creative field. Right. So I basically was like, how do I find a creative outlet? So knowing that I liked festivals and things like that, I was like, oh, I'm just going to just reach out to some random people that are in the creative space that are filming these concerts that are coming locally. So there's a rapper called Super Duper Kyle. I don't know if you've ever heard of him or anything, um, but his videographer at the time was Gibson Hazard, which I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him, but he's been doing really big things in like the CGI space. Like, I mean, I think where he really came out was he did uh, Little Nas's um, like one of his recent music videos has a bunch of CGI in there. Anyways, reached out to him. He's like, yeah, come on through. And I'm like, I actually don't have a good enough camera to do this. <laughs> you know, like all I had at the time was a GoPro and a Canon T5i, you know, so it was just like you know, the Canon Rebel series is like where everyone starts. Right. But yeah, so did that for a little bit, kind of followed and met some awesome artists like Mike Posner was probably the one that really was like stuck out such an awesome guy. Um, and then it led into me doing a couple festivals and got to get connected with an Australian DJ named Gigi McGree, which fast forward a little bit. I know I'm skipping a, a decent part there, but um, I shot a show for her in Nashville and then she just really liked the way that we interacted. And she's like, hey, I'm about to go on a um, Asian tour to Singapore and then we're going to do some things here in the States. Would you want to go? Keep in mind, I was still working full time at that job. So she gut instinct, I was like, absolutely, let's do this. Booked the flight right then and there. Didn't talk to anybody, you know, girlfriend, family, nothing. I just made the gut instinct. I was like, I just turned 22. I was like, this is the prime time of my life. I need to just do it. And ended up doing that for about a couple of weeks. Um, came home, I was high on life and then realized, how am I going to make a living doing this? You know, I have all these bills and stuff. So um, somebody that was working with that I was working with at that company before I left, she was getting married. She's like, Hey, like, we don't have a ton of money. But I know you do video and like, we'd love to just have you come. And I was like, Oh, like, I've never shot a wedding before, but I could probably figure it out. And uh, basically wrote to one of my friends, uh, Calvin, um, which is a, another great creative as well in the Greensboro area. But he somehow I convinced this guy to shoot Tiesto with me and then drive throughout the night from Charlotte to Florida to then wow. shoot all day for a wedding. And neither of us got paid, but we were just having the time of our life. So, I mean, that's kind of how I got started and really started in the wedding piece. Yeah, there's a lot of key points to point out in that story. One is the fact that you, you know, did these amazing gigs without getting paid, but you did them for, you know, really the experience and um, you know, just for the thrill of it. I would I would assume, you know, it's like getting to go to Asia and like travel with these musicians is like this killer opportunity. Mm -hmm. Um you know, I think it's something to, you know, speak on when it comes to risk in, you know, your business. It's like, you know, you have to take risks in order to, you know, to see like, you know, what opportunities could come from that. And, um, you know, you went to like 
Asia, you travel with these musicians and then you like come back and then now you're jumped right into wedding filmmaking, which is a, a crazy contrast, but it's, it's just, it's just wild how these things really do just like, it just happens. It falls into people's laps. It's, it's, it's wild, but I love the fact that it's like, Hey, we're just like, we're just enjoying this. Like, this is like the, where the passion is kind of fueling everything like it's not about the money right now and really passion comes first and if you have that passion and just that drive you know it's crazy like what you can achieve and how things could turn out so when it comes to you know the wedding filmmaking side because i know like one thing that i that's been really evident um you know seeing you grow through the years is like the transformation that your business has had um you know how long did you film weddings until you realized Mm, it's just not really not really for me uh i think it was roughly about two years of filming weddings one was kind of filming some of my own weddings and you know just to kind of take a step back on what you were saying like i think it is a hundred percent true that if you're passionate about something and you're obsessively passionate about it then like you're going to be successful some no matter what and my whole concept around getting into video and doing it was I had left a job and then, which I think I skipped over, but I left that job, then came back, realized I didn't know what, like, what am I going to do to then I basically would reach back out to that company to work for them full time doing video. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a sense of like, I was just so passionate about it and I wasn't going to go back to what I was doing beforehand that I said, I'm going to make this work however. And what's not seen is like when we were doing like, the the music stuff and whatever it's like i would shoot something for an hour but then i would spend 50 hours on youtube the following week trying to learn how to do all these transitions and like thank god the world's slightly out of these trans the transition period where it was like every two seconds it was like a zoom in zoom out spin transition thing that sam colder kind of got everybody on right but i mean it's in terms of like that piece i i just want to talk like speak on that because i feel like I wouldn't have even gotten to the point of doing weddings and like seeing that development without, without any of that, like being just so passionate about it to where I go to a nine to five and then all night I'm watching YouTube videos, like seeing something new. And then like, I remember I would use to download videos and then go frame by frame just to try to reverse engineer how they did some of these transitions. And, you know, I think that, That's a good point. But in terms of the weddings, I mean, I did weddings for about two years. I want to say the first year or two to three years. First year was like maybe a handful of weddings. And then the second year is when I think you kind of saw that I was doing some and I'd help you second shoot some. Um, And then I would also work with another company to kind of help second shoot. And I realized I really loved the client portion aspect. Like I love being able to talk to these people, really find those key unique moments and then tell their story. But what I didn't like was the editing aspect Mm. because the editing just drained me because it's like, it's essentially, I'm like such an analytical person. I'm like, okay, it's very sequential in how this works out, right? Like, you know, they, the lead up to getting to the ceremony, the ceremony, then the after party, it's essentially a three act structure and that's all you got to do. It's the same every single time, kind of a plug and play situation. Obviously some things are different, unique, but I think that's where I really got burned out. So I started to look for an opportunity where how do I use that same passion and kind of like telling stories, but in a different aspect. And that's when, you know, 
from there, I think kind of part of your question was like, how do I, how did I go from weddings to kind of where I am now? And that's where I started looking at other avenues that were, you know, how do I be creative, but in a scale format. And I think real estate was a really easy transition from that because I already shot everything very slow, smooth, telling a story. Um, and it was pretty easy to just partner up with some real estate agents to kind of do that, which I mean, I got really lucky. I was after work, like the whole, how I got into that was after work one day I had my, I think it was a phantom. It was one of the very first phantom DJI drones. And I had just gotten it. I like put it up in the parking lot. I'm flying it. And this guy drives by stops. He's like, Hey, do you fly drones? Um, and I was like, yeah, like, I mean, I, there was the first time I ever put it up, but yeah, I fly drones. <laughs> he kind of starts talking to me. He goes, Oh, I run a, uh, I run a company out of Raleigh that we are looking for someone to help us do real estate videos in Charlotte. And I was like, Oh yeah, I could definitely help out with that. Oh dude, if you will look at how bad that first video is, it's so bad, but you know, it's just, I got really lucky being in the right place at the right time there. It's like, well, one, you're in the right place at the right time. I mean, like not many people could just go fly a drone for the first time and then someone drives down the street. Oh, hey, guess what? I work for a huge company and here I'm going to yeah, hire right. you out. <laughs> like that's that's amazing. Like that's just a great, great story. Um, and I love the fact that it's, you know, it's passion over profit. And I think as long as you consistently have that mindset throughout, you know, the course of your career, I mean, even when your business is profiting, you're going to continue to see growth and you're going to continue to just like, just be excited about what you do. And I think that's the, that's the real key to just longevity in this business. And that, that was, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's really awesome to, to hear you say that. And, um, you know, I love the fact too, that you've gone from like filming bands to weddings, to real estate, like now diving deeper in commercials. It's like, you've really like jumped around to find what areas of filmmaking that you are really most excited about. And, mm -hmm. um, I think that's key too, is like, you know, diversifying the, the art form, you know, go, going deeper into, you know, what you can do for other people. And like you said, you love the, the aspect of, you know, talking to clients and, you know, getting to know, you know, who they are and their story. And so, you know, uh, aside from weddings, you know, maybe dive deeper into what did make you decide to pivot your brand and focus more on like commercial production. I think a big piece is, is the digital marketing company that I worked at really focused on how to help small businesses with local search. So like Google, YouTube, things like that. And it started to become really clear just on the things that I was interested in because I'm a big tech geek. And I was like, there's a really one-to-one -one here. Like, local companies can use local search and video in a sense to get found because at the time video was kind of still on the rise. I mean, it still is, but it was not nearly as you know prevalent as it is today. And it was like, okay, well, if I could solve an issue of somebody, this, you know, thinking about real estate is like a real estate agent trying to sell their services for like relocation or somebody moving to the area. If I could write a video script about that, show off the area and then keyword stuff it essentially in their video script so that Google is then looking at the transcript of the video and then have take that, then write a quick blog post and let them put it on their website. Like that would probably work. So then it was a sense of like, I was 
you know, at that point, I, I loved strategy. I loved taking people's problems. And I went through a little quick phase where I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kind of start the agency thing and like help out with people building websites and do this and kind of just testing out things. And I think that was like actually probably one of the best pieces of that was I did just kind of like whatever I was interested in that movement. I was like, how can I make money from this? And, uh, you know, it's it's a sense of like how you said, like, um, you know, the passion over profit. Yes, that's true. But at the same time, I had like student loan debt, car debt, all these things. And I was like, the only way that I'm going to be able to get out of this rut is to make something for myself. And essentially, I was like, okay, well, if I can make a couple thousand dollars doing a wedding on the weekend, like, that's great. But then how do I like do that during the week? So then I was kind of looking for those other avenues. And the YouTube strategy just made sense, which is really what our business is built off today. And at the time, I partnered up with a real estate agent in Lake Norman, tested it out in the video to this day is still her highest performing video. And wow. she's gotten probably seven to 10 different new clients that have that are well over seven to $10 million in terms of listings that she has um, sold because of it. So it's really like, I think you just see this nowadays is so many cool people that are just have these interests in other things. And it's like, how do I take what is happening over here? And then how do I bring it into this space? Right. Which I think you've seen that with wedding filmmaking in a sense is like, how are people taking styles that are unique to something completely different and then bringing it into the wedding space? And I think just innovation in general and people being able to take that is like super, super big. Yeah. I love everything you just said there is in terms of like innovating, being different, being unique. I think those are just like the keystones to rapid growth and like fast tracking your success, um, you know, which really leads me into the next, next question. And I mean, you've definitely touched on a lot of the, the you know, the answer to this question already, but yeah, I mean, what would you like attribute to like you being able to scale your business so quickly? Honestly, people. <clears throat> I think it's, uh, you know, definitely people in the the way that you present yourself. I was always presenting myself as, hey, I am, I can help you with your solutions. I may not have the exact answer, but I could at least point you somewhere. And it's too often that I've seen some people where it's like, you know, I think the cliche is like reaching out, hey, can you, can you edit my, uh, you know, a, a slideshow for my grandma's 60th birthday or, you know, those DM crazy DMs you get, right? It's like, hey, no, that's not something I can do. But here's somebody that I would recommend, like taking that mindset to everything to where, hey, you might be shooting a video for someone at a wedding. But then, you know, a wedding guest might come up and be like, oh, that's really cool. I, I do this. And I would like, I've kind of been wanting to do it. It's like, oh, yeah, awesome. Let me get your information. Like, I could definitely point you to someone that could help you build a website or, oh, I could definitely help point you someone that can help you create a logo or maybe you don't know. And it's like, Hey, have you ever heard of Fiverr or just being that problem solver for somebody really was the, you know, contributing to a large amount of growth because it came from a fact of, I had an interest in the construction and all of that, like just construction in general. I always, I would, I mean, I think you could tell I'm kind of a city boy at heart. I think both of us are, but, uh, you know, being out there and one of my fraternity brothers in college, his dad runs a paving company, like an asphalt paving company. And one day he was like, dude, I've been seeing these like really cool videos of people just like showing their job site. And I look at that. And I'm like, I could do that. Like that, that's not hard. Right. And it's essentially taking the same formula of creating an event recap video from a, 
music to how do I do that for a job site? And then we do that, do that a couple of times and the manufacturer of their paver saw it, talked to them on the job site. And then, I mean, that was a year and a half, almost two years ago. And I was able to close a little over a quarter million dollar deal just from them because I went to them and I was like, Hey, you have all these marketing problems and things that you're trying to do. And I can help you solve those. I might not have a hundred percent of the answers, but I know I can build video strategies for you that are going to help you reach whatever goal that is. So I would say if you're trying to scale first reverse engineer your end goal. So if it's like, Hey, I know it's going to take a hundred hours to do this back up and figure out how you can allocate those hours to delegate to other people. Or is that a sense of, Hey, I know this client needs monthly video content. So I need to find someone to edit it, or I need to find someone to shoot it, figure out what those hours are, what the hourly rate is and find people to help you because being a solo one man band is great, but you're going to get burnt out. So finding people that can help you and like you all build it together is always the the best route in my opinion. Yeah, it's so true. If you are a one man band, I mean, I have been in that that situation time and time again. I mean, with weddings, it's like you just go through these seasons of just constant mm-hmm. burnout. It's just like this this constant battle. And I really love just like your your mindset towards you know your your business and and your career. It's like you know you've reverse engineered how to do a transition in a video early on. Like you're, you're just very like mechanical and like, you know, just wanting to just know how to do things in and out. And I think that's a true testament to just also finding success is just how far are you willing to go to figure things out? And, right. you know, how late are you willing to stay up? How much are you willing to learn? And like, how much effort are you willing to put in? And that is just like, one of the ways that I have seen, you know, you and like other people too, is just like rapid growth. It's just like, you're putting in the work and you're like, you're doing it day in day out. Because again, it's that, it's that passion over profit, but it's also profit came because of the passion. And Mm -hmm. that's just like, it's so cool just to see that. And I've just been like super excited for you and like everything you're doing. Um, You know, I I do want to ask, you know, if like you did have to like start over, you know, and you had to do this all over again. Like, what would you do differently? I would seek out other people way early on. I was a very stubborn at the beginning. Like, it may sound great now, but when I was very much like, oh, I know the formula. I know how to get this done and I can do it really quick. And I didn't take the time to try to integrate people into that portion. I, I, it took too long for me to do that. So, I mean, to the point of you staying up, it was like when I was at the peak of real estate, I was doing three to five listings a day, staying up all night editing them. And then I randomly got an email from a guy overseas and he's like, hey, I I can help edit real estate videos. And I was like, what? Like, that's a thing, you know? And, And then like slowly was like teaching him like, hey, this is my style. So if I had to do anything, it's A, integrating people a lot quicker into your processes. B, document all your processes and creates uh, SOPs or standard operating procedures on how you do things to where it's unique to you. For instance, if you, um, you're like, hey, this is how I specifically edit a podcast or this is how I specifically edit a wedding video. Taking examples in early on saying, you know, in the dialogue, I look for this piece or in 
editing, I really like this color. This is a bad example of what a good color grade looks like, or sorry, this is a bad example of what color grade looks like. This is a good example. And just creating this, and it sounds like a lot of work, but you'll be so thankful when you do it because when we were scaling, you know, really fast, bringing on employee after employee or contractor after contractor, it was like, how do I create a consistent look across? Well, I need to create a standard operating procedure. But if I would have already had done that when I was developing it, it would have been a sense of, hey, I have this shoot on Thursday. I ask a contractor, hey, could you help me out? I send it to them. They can now shoot it exactly how we shoot it. So a part of our process now is anytime that we onboard a new client, the first three months we spend figuring out the look and feel of what that client is. Then we create a SOP and then we can kind of keep scaling from there. So documentation and people, 100%. Yeah, I love that. And I mean, for anyone listening, I mean, all of these things can be applied to your wedding business as well. If you're just solely a wedding filmmaker or you're trying to diversify, I mean, these are the practical steps that can help you do that. Um, I know there's a lot of companies. I mean, we have a, a mutual friend, um, uh, 0.200, and they like to yeah. have scaled their wedding business like crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are doing like just insane numbers of wedding like of weddings every single year and i mean if that's what you want to do if you're like looking to you know be a volume brand or you're trying to focus on just one niche um yeah having a proper structure business plan is just critical for that um so yeah i cam appreciate your insight um on that man i just like yeah you have just been doing some some crazy awesome things and um yeah, I'm sad though, cause like I can't like every time I ask you to like second shoot for me, it's just like ah, you know, I'm like big time in it over here, man. I can't like, I can't nah, be like stepping I down know, anymore. Man, I know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's you know, I think this has been an, a really unique opportunity for me because I, there isn't a ton of time where you reflect back on everything that of kind of how far you've come. I mean, you know, I think it just goes to show that the small actions that you take every day do compound over a long period of time to see yeah. even a year ago, like we were still figuring stuff out. We didn't have our studio. We didn't have many employees. And now it's just like, you know, we have four full-time employees, eight part-time slash contractors. And, you know, we have a 3000 square foot studio with a psych wall and like all this stuff that, because my main thing was like, I don't want to be back in that cubicle. Mm -hmm. I want to have a place where I can come to work. And if I want to stay here until midnight, my wife might not like that, but if I stay here until midnight, <laughs> I can and I'll be comfortable and I'll feel excited to be here. And I mean, I feel like finally being able to do that, it's just this big weight off my shoulders. And it's it's cool. I, I appreciate you having me because it's been a great, uh, great conversation. Yeah, man. It's uh, super inspiring to hear. It's just like, I literally feel, feel like I just left the cubicle, um, you know, again. And like, I'm in that space where I'm just like, just excited about like future and like being an entrepreneur again, being a solo entrepreneur. And um, yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And yeah, if you guys enjoyed this week's episode, um, you know, be sure to like rate us on the podcast and Cam, I mean, where can people find you if like, you know, they're interested in checking out some of your work? Yeah. So um, my personal socials are all Cameron D Stewart. And then uh, for our company, it's just uh, cdsvisuals.com or cds.visuals on Instagram. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And yeah, for everyone listening, be sure to go check out Cameron and his business. He's doing some amazing things over at CDS Visuals. And yeah, until then, we'll see you next time.